0: It's become the norm today. Global trepidation has led to anxiety, fear, and even anger. We can't take any reality for certain now. Today, our lives are directly or indirectly caught up in environmental, political, health, and economical turmoil. We can't escape the chaos that surrounds us, and yet we can control how we cope with it. We can even turn it into directed actions that help us secure some semblance of security. Yes, it's true. Even you can deal with global uncertainty in a way that can enrich your life while laying the foundations to secure your future and that of your family. Welcome to another application of the HOPE system. Originally released, in print on July 1st, 2022, applying this simple four step system can dramatically alter the way you cope with global anxiety around you. Come join me as we explore how we can take control of global uncertainty together. Hey, good morning. So right now we're going to talk about how do we apply hope when we're facing so much adversity globally we're facing a lot of uncertainty with COVID, with um, wars, with potential environmental changes. There's a lot going on in this world, and I understand that it creates a lot of anxiety and uncertainty in a lot of individuals. And a lot of people that I work with, a lot of people that I um, I feel very honored that I'm 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 part of their their process, have come to me and admitted that there's definitely a, definitely a sense of Uncertainty in in that they're facing that they didn't face before five years ago, um, before COVID came or before you know the 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 world started to heat up in terms of political debates, uh, social debates, educational debates. Um, you know, poverty has become more polarized. It's just a, there's a sense that 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 even even things like globalization, nationalization. I mean, th- all those factors are starting to play mind and in families are breaking up because of political differences of differences in the way they handle covid differences in the way they handle um you know different different issues in the world um it's it really has become a more uncertain world so i think that our sense of what we're going through is not really unbased based on some fake reality it's actually based on a reality that yes we are we are moving towards a more uncertain world now relative to the past is it more uncertain i don't know it's, it's not relevant i think what's relevant is that there is that sense of uncertainty so how do we how do we use hope to address that now as if you if you've seen any of my past videos you know that hope is just a platform just a basis it's a four-step system that I used to address many different issues in Work, home, um, you know, just family, kids, whatever, my own self. Uh, so, so, but it has different faces to it. So, simply because it 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 mutates and transforms to the type of situation that you're dealing with. So, so using hope to deal with work is different use of hope than using hope to deal with um, uh, deal with. Um, you know, family, or in this case, using hope to deal with uncertainty and uncertainty specifically in the world. So in this particular example, we're going to run through the four-step system, hold, observe, process, empower. We're going to run through it, but the examples are going to be using are centered around how do you deal with uncertainty in the world, um, in a sense of the fact that the world is changing at a very rapid phase, and making most of us, you know, some of us are fine, but most of us are quite uncomfortable with that. And I'm, I'm in that boat, obviously, and I love change. I love change, don't get me wrong. But I, I do get it. I do have some anxiety every time I, I click on the news, uh, my, news my news feed uh, every morning. I'm thinking, what's going to be next? I mean, do I do I even want to know? So, so that being said, let's talk about global uncertainty and hope and the first thing is you do if you recall from if you've seen any of the previous episodes um uh first thing you want to do is understand how that uncertainty plays within us so the first thing that happens is of course there's going to be a thought so a thought usually can be coming from a news article in my case right i read something and then all of a sudden i think oh wow you know i gotta sell my stocks and buy gold because you know the market is gonna just flood that's it's over Reality, no, right? Likely not, I mean, nobody knows 100%, but likely not, I don't know. But at the same time, it's like, you know, my thoughts start to spark. I begin to feel uncertainty, and that could lead, if I'm not careful, to some really rash actions, okay? Um, like buying up all the toilet paper I see in a store, <laughs> but I don't really need it, right? Or, uh, or, or, you know, selling all my stocks because I feel like, you know, the, the market's, that's it, it's over. Or um, even even being more fearful uh, to do things in the world because I'm, I'm afraid that, that you know, life is going to change and i got to be careful. Or maybe quit a travel, or not even go to a place, that, to travel to a place because I'm mm-hmm. worried about it. Those are things that have real tangible effects on our lives and that how the global uncertainty happening today can really uh, detrimentally affect our lives. And I think that's really important that we ensure that we can live our lives in a way that is positive, effective, beautiful, at the same time, um, understanding that there is a sense of uncertainty in the world that we need to take certain precautions, but appropriate precautions to it and that's what this hope exercise will hopefully do it will allow you to sort of not say oh no there's no uncertainty in the world absolutely the uncertainty in the world has gone up okay uh but it'll help you temper your actions so that you're taking appropriate precautions appropriate controls and you're not overdoing it one way or the other either completely avoiding it right or taking it for on. So first step, hold, hold those thoughts. Because the minute that we watch the newscast or the minute we start thinking about uncertainty, or start you know, feeling uncertainty. A lot of times we feel it before we think it, even though we did think it ahead of time. We'll talk a bit about that. There's a lot of courses on the neuropsychology, uh, neurophysiology of this and, and, and the psychological aspect of this. But let's focus on the, the fact that, you know, for most of us, we're just going to feel that anxiety after we read a newspaper article or we hear a story or we see something about it, or we just simply think about something happening in our life that, that makes us uncertain. The, the, the main goal is to stop that thing, to stop that judging. Because one way or the other, if our mind is unsettled, it's always going to be the most, it's always going to lead us to the most non-optimal result. And that's, that's key. That's important. So even if you say, you know what, I didn't have a negative emotion from that uncertainty. Well, that means you may have just put it under the cover, right? You may have said, you know what, I'm not gonna have these emotions, I'm not gonna feel anything, boom. Um, if you, if you, you know, you say you've had a neutral, right? It could mean that that you're just not allowing it to register, right? So it's always important that you don't try to classify, judge, place your, your experience into any one of these buckets. Just hold, stop thinking. And when you're dealing with hope um, and uncertainty, if you're, if, you're, if you're reacting to a news article or a piece of information or anything you want, you wanna to continue to get that information, continue to read the article, but just don't judge it don't judge what's going on, just hold, and then get your brain to sort of observe your reactions, as it's as you're reading the article. Okay, or just stop, if you feel like you know, this is spinning out of control, stop, stop reading, stop everything, stop your brain, period. Okay, and that's what the hold step brings in. Um, Specifically, if you feel that you're starting to lose control of your thoughts. Or the thoughts becoming more and more extreme this is cr- critical because that means that that negative thought emotional action cycle has gone through a few cycles already. now you may have not noticed it may have happened so internally that you only notice that now you're like thinking like oh i gotta fill in my pantry with food um or i gotta cancel this trip degree to to you know a part of the world or whatever you know no that's you you've once you've gotten there that means you've you've let it go too far okay and so you just have to like again really take that that discipline and holding yourself holding your thoughts holding judgments and just let let those emotions sort of um let that cycle that negative cycle come to a close now as that happens as as you've if you've seen any of my previous uh episodes already in my books that's where hope that's where the 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 emotions will actually start to surface. That's the second stage of hope, where you stick your mind to observing what's going on um, if your mind's not doing anything because you need to get your mind active. You cannot, I can't hold my mind for more than 30 seconds, right? 30 seconds and that's it. This mind is going at it. So if I tell my mind to hold thoughts, it's going to do it. I've trained it enough, my mind to do this, but there's a limit right? So I got to get my mind to do something. So that's where the observe phase is where I get my mind to start registering what's going on, but not judging, not putting in an opinion, not trying to analyze what's happening, just recording, 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 recording. And that's the key aspect. Once you once once you you start recording that part, and you get your brain to focus on that, the brain will no longer want to start analyzing, judging, doing all that other stuff. And so you never, you won't slip back into that negative thought, emotional action cycle. Okay. Um, so you'll always continue to move forward, move forward, move forward, right? The, the key element with observing is that you may think that, oh, well, now I'm in a safe space. Now I'm going to start to calm down. What you'll find is as you calm down, your emotions begin to surface. And why is that? Think about it, your emotions as like a, a turtle, okay? Or a tortoise under, under a shell, a big shell, right? It's They're hidden inside the shell. They want to come out, okay? Emotions want to come out. You know, they, they, want to, they want to stick their head out. They want to stick their arms out and they want to move. They want to get out, okay? It takes time for them to move. It takes time for them to stick their heads out, but they want to do it. Okay. But if the climate is too dangerous, if people are going to react to them, if your brain's going to react, if everything's going to react to them, then they're just going to stick it back into the shop and walk away. And that's dangerous. You don't want that because that's where you're going to get into a situation where one day you'll just react out of it. so explosively, you won't even know because the negative cycle will happen so quickly that it'll come out as an action a negative action you don't even feel the emotion anymore right it's just bang you're either going to do something hurtful to someone else or to yourself or do something you might regret right so so that's really important for you to focus and focus and focus on on getting your mind to observe and getting those emotions to surface now there's a lot of theories about why this works and why this happens and. We're not going to get into it here, okay? It's, it's too much, it's too big for us, and it needs its own series of episodes to talk about why touching your emotions heals you. But the, the, the key element here um, is that you're, you're giving yourself the space to be present in what you're feeling. Because what you're feeling, no matter how rational it may be, no matter if the fact that you feel like it's it's one it's 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 based on something reality or not, it's still something you're feeling, and it's so it's real in and of itself. The feeling itself is real. Whatever the rationale is, may or may not be real. That's not relevant. What's relevant is that you're feeling it, and so when you sit and you're present in that feeling, and you're no longer judging it, you're no longer trying to spin that negative uh, thought-emotional-action cycle. You just can feel it, and just let it flood you. And there's there's an episode where I recommend you to read. You you can click on it on the top that talks about you know the whole hope process in a bit more detail, so that you can understand how how we can um, uh, use hope more effectively. But for the most part, you want to basically get into the situation where you can just observe and let those emotions, let those feelings flood okay, and get to figure out what those feelings are. And if you're dealing with uncertainty, a lot of those feelings are going to be dealing are fear based emotions, right? It's lack of security. It's a lack of um, foundational stability type of emotions and feelings that will happen. Okay. And at the source of it could feel could be emptiness, feeling of like, I can't do anything of helplessness of the sense of like, hopelessness in the world that, you know, this world is all going to crash down over our heads and and that there's nothing I can do about it. So so you're going to get a lot of powerful emotions because this is very existential. What's happening with uncertainty in the world has a very existential effect on us. It affects our lives in very fundamental ways. If, you know, it's one thing for, you know, terrible things to happen to us or to the world or whatever. It's another thing if our lives get ripped out from under our feet. Right. That's a very existential thing. And that's what you're dealing with with uncertainty on a global level. And why I wanna address that issue, because I don't think from my interaction with a lot of people, they don't take it seriously enough that the effect that it has on them. It's quite a big effect because it's not saying, oh, I'm gonna have a bad day. I'm gonna get fired. Okay, you can get fired from work. You have another job you can get to. Okay, uh, I, I, I lose a friend. Okay, that's horrible. That's terrible but you can meet other friends, right? Um, I have a bad, you know, situation, you know, you can deal with that situation. You can't deal with, you know, your whole world being ripped apart because there's no more society, there's a big war, we're we're trapped, you know, under our basements while shells and bombs are all over us, right? That's a totally different type of situation to deal with. And that's what we're hearing from the news. That's what or, or earthquakes, you know, uh, fires rampaging all over us, or, or diseases like COVID or viruses like COVID, like going all over. Um, and there's new viruses coming out every single day, um, you know, rampaging us. All those are are life-altering type of situations that we don't. None of us have any control over. Nobody has any control over. Um, we can we can change some directions, but we can't really control it. And that's where the uncertainty arises and uncertainty arises from two things okay primarily I mean there's a lot of factors from number one something that can threaten your existence, your life your 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 stability and the lack of control that you can't do anything about it okay that that creates a sense of severe inc- uncertainty okay and what you' got to do is you' gotta wrap that uncertainty you're got to grab it, Okay, and you gotta pull it in, and you're gonna say, No, 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 there is something I can do. There's something I can do today, something I can do tomorrow, and it's something I can do in the near future. Do it. And that's what the hope process will help you do. Okay, it'll help you snap it back and own it. You own it, you own this uncertainty. You can do something about it. Okay, we're gonna talk a bit, bit about that as we go through this. So we, we've observed we're, we're feeling our feelings that that anxiety that 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 absolute and total fear that we're going to lose everything and there's nothing we can do about it. And as you start touching that, you're going to get a sense of calm, and your brain's going to get more and more settled, more and more settled, right? And that's where you give your brain a nice gift, right? Tell your brain, hey, time to start thinking again. We're in the process phase of hope, the third step. now we got to process all this information so that we can build empowering actions out of it that's the fourth phase empowering and again this is very very critical now for those of you who are questioning why am i talking about my brain like it's something different than me right um you'll have to go read about my 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 and and listen to my brain um uh, my body is not me uh series where i talk a bit about my physicality and how I believe, and I'm becoming more and more certain as I I go through this life, that my physicality is not really who I am. It's it's a tool in which I use to express who I really am. Okay, my brain is just another tool. It's another organ in which I could use. So I have to train my brain to help serve me better. Okay, no one's gonna do it for me. I gotta do that. Okay, that's my job. And it's not who I am okay i am something much bigger than my brain than my eyes than my body okay we all are something much bigger i think we all intuitively know and understand that and you'll see on the top link if you want to go and take a look at those series and there's recent recently an interview um with agora uh, media on on that particular uh that, that mentioned uh those series as well but i think The key element here is that i I talk about my brain as if it's not who i am because i use it as a tool and that's the thing with the hope cycle is that the whole process the hope you know going through this this particular cycle you get to retrain your brain to help you instead of hurt you right in that negative thought emotional action cycle your brain is unsettled it's actually hurting you it's trying to problem solve but it's actually doing it in the wrong way, that's actually gonna hurt you. But in the whole process, you're gonna train your brain to help you. So the first step you train your brain to hold and observe. Now you're gonna train your brain to process. But hold on. Hold on. You cannot just let your brain analyze. Okay, that would be uh, that would be a big mistake. I made it many, many times. Don't worry if you do it. It's okay. You just go back to holding again. Your brain, okay, will go will naturally try to analyze okay, in a way that looks for the problem. And what is the number one problem that our brain usually falls into? And there's usually two buckets, right? Life, other people, external to us, or we're the problem. Okay, that's not good. That's You don't want to go there because then you'll go back into the negative cycle right away. You'll go back into the negative thought, emotional action cycle. So you need to give your brain the freedom to think in the process. However, you need to give your brain goals, okay? The brain's gotta find empowering actions that you could do right now to deal with the uncertainty, the global uncertainty, tomorrow and the next day. Now I'm giving you at the end of this uh, episode access to hundreds of different tools. Um, They'll be growing every single week the number of tools that you can use and you just select whichever ones you like whichever one works you you can experiment with many different ones if you attend the workshops we'll go through a bunch of them and and you can learn how to use them the key element here is that you 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 want to give your brain an objective and it's always an objective what empowering action can i do today tomorrow and the next day okay and you absolutely do not allow your brain to judge you do not allow your brain to take any kind of derogatory analysis or even positive analysis. Nothing. Just focus on getting me these three different buckets of actions, okay? Out of this process phase. That's your job, Mr. Brain or Mrs. Brain. Right? That's what you got to do. Okay. Once you do that, you get into the, you get into the focus, your brain starts training to look for solutions that lead to empowering actions. Okay, it's got it's got a it's got a reason to think, so it'll start filtering out the information that you've learned about what emotions surface, what thoughts we're having about the uncertainties that will then lead to these actions. Okay, the brain is very good at doing its job when you get it, when you when you give it its parameters, and you tell it what it needs to do, and you give it a good goal, an achievable goal. Now, as you get to the process phase. You're going to start dealing with where is this uncertainty coming from? Is it feeling, are you feeling like the, you know, you have no control because your immediate environment or this this subject is too big? And you also have to deal with what could possibly happen with you. So as I mentioned before, if you recall, two elements, two major elements that make us feel uncertain is the one that, hey, this is going to threaten my existence. And number two, I can't do anything about it because it's too big too big for me. Right? So that's where you got to start focusing, which one of those two, if not both of them are the major elements. And you know that from what you've experienced when you held and you started listening to your thoughts, and observed when you started observing your emotions, right? You've got that information. Now, there's several different tools that you can use out there, that if, if let's say, for instance, you're feeling that your uncertainty is really about lack of control. There's many different tools you can do to take control. If you're feeling that, oh no, my uncertainty is really about really like just fear of like losing everything. Okay. Well, there's a lot of different tools you can use to empower yourself so that you feel more certain about not losing everything. Okay. So there's a lot of different key elements here, but what you're doing is you're taking those two elements, the uncertainty of you know of, of something happening to you and you're not being able to do something about it and now you're inserting yourself into it okay you're becoming a more powerful being by doing this because now you're saying no no no, no. i'm going to grapple these two i'm going to tie them together i'm going to do something about it okay it's not going to be the end all and be all but it's going to be enough for me to walk away from my uncertainty in a positive empowering way all right so Some examples I can give you and again, there's there's thousands of different examples and if you come to the workshops, you'll be able to to, uh, get more flavour and more understanding about them. Um, Let's say if I'm afraid a war will come up, okay? Um, There's two things about a war that make it really critical, a world war. Um, Number one, it's going to affect my life, okay, I can't go to work anymore, I don't even know what work is anymore, I may not have any money. it's it's a huge effect. If anyone of you have been following what's going on in the world today, when 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 different countries are in, at war, um, and 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 the poor people are getting bombed, um, you could see that it, it's life changing. Um, on the other hand, it's also something that you can't directly control. You can't control if a war is going to happen or not. Okay, so some of the basic empowering steps are, and again, it all depends on who you are and how you're. You know what's really clinging on to you what's really hurting you the most what's really ailing you the most what the fact that you can't do anything about it or the effect it's going to have on your life so if, if if really the factor is you know like um you know the, the effect it will have on your life okay you can start to do things like say to yourself well i'm gonna put i'm gonna divest some of my money from stocks, and I'm going to put it into and buy some gold. And if something happens, hey, gold will be there, right? Gold will always be there, right? And, and, and try to make sure that you have a stability around things, right? Have some cash around you, make sure that you have some physical cash and put it by a safe and, and put it put the cash into the safe, right? That'll make you feel okay that hey, if the bank shut down, I have some physical cash. Now, I'm not saying you need to go out and do that. I'm not an economic advisor here. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's what you need to do. Okay, there are people much more talented than, than I am at being able to tell you how to deal with that from an economic standpoint. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of different empowering actions you can take. And the decision is yours and it's very personal, of course. If you're, if you're worried about things like jobs and things like that, you might consider, okay, what, what job do I do? And what would I do if I lost that job? because of a war okay how would i transition these mental exercises okay help you to deal with some of the uncertainty okay i'll give you an example there was a time um, where i was i was working with my kids through some uncertainty in life and we didn't know COVID was going to hit this is before covet um, but i felt that there was things getting more and more uncertain in the world and so i played a little game with my kids which i never told them about um, I played a little game and I figured out the game because they were they were into um, zombies and they were into the whole apocalyptic world and all that stuff. So we would go out for dinner and, and usually it's a buffet or something. And we talk about what will we do if a zombie apocalypse came, right? And it was amazing. It was awesome. We, we had so many amazing conversations. And the fact was, I was the one anxious, okay? Not them, they were fine. You know, I was the one anxious about what would we do? How would we do it? So I used this game, this sort of, you know, in, you know, this sort of thought game to figure out, okay, well, we would get on a boat, but if we get on a boat, we have to land somewhere. If we land somewhere, we got to make sure we're away from the zombies so that they don't get, eat, we, don't, they, we don't get eaten. And then we got to find a cure somehow. And, and how do we ensure that we get a cure and, and where's the best place to be? you know, to do that. So we went through a lot of different scenarios. It was fun. It was, it was amazing. It helped calm my anxiety. It actually helped me set up a series of rules for the family. Should something happen, uh, this is what we need to do. So, so again, we, we, we set those rules up and and I'm just realizing as I'm recording this, that I need to reset those rules because we, we actually now are in a different, uh, situation living between two different cities. Um, but, but, um, but I definitely, you know, took a lot of, um, a lot of um, gain out of that and I used hope in that case to empower myself to take those actions that they, to make myself and more importantly, my family and making sure the welfare of my family was safe because that's really what I was concerned about. And, uh, and really, um, it, was, it was fun, it was a lot of fun and I loved those moments. Um, um, that I had with the kids. The, um, uh, by the way, these are teenage kids, uh, just so you know, we're not younger kids. They wouldn't be watching zombie movies if they were young. But, uh, but as teenagers, I mean, obviously, those of you who have teenagers know that uh, this is very big uh, today. The, um, the, the, uh, if you're feeling like a lack of control, okay, this is where, again, going back to that example, Um, with my kids where I went in and took, what are the different precautions I could take? What are some of the family rules I can put in? You know, you could do that today. You can write those rules down. You can talk to your wife or your husband or your kids about them. You can brainstorm about those things, right? In a positive way, you know, just like you do a fire drill, right? You got a fire drill at school, or at work or whatever you know if you got a fire this is what you do it's the same thing you're not saying anything's going to happen you're saying guys you know something did happen if a school shooting happened or whatever happened this is what we're going to do right it's a difficult conversation to have obviously if you have younger kids it's a much more difficult conversation to have and there's different ways of doing it that are age appropriate for the kids and then you ensure you're not inducing trauma in them um but there's, there's definitely empowering ways. And, and you may be surprised, like in my case, you know, my kids did have some, some feelings of like, what if my school gets shot and things like that. And, you know, they did have some anxiety that they were dealing with, global anxiety dealing with. So, so it was actually positive to have those discussions with them as, as teenagers and, and realizing that these things are potential realities and what would we do as a family and how would we be there for each other? I think those are important. I think there are conversations that you need to have continually. So again, we've gone through all four phases. So hold, observe, process and empower. And I hope that you got a little bit of 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 usefulness out of it. At the end of the day, though, what the power that you gain out of this is not so much that you've made the world a less certain place to live in. It's not so much that you've somehow managed to get a grips on you know school shootings or or global pandemics or global war it, it's not so much that you've even stopped them from even happening right it's that you've taken control of your life in a positive and empowering way and that makes you a stronger person that makes you a stronger leader That straight makes you a stronger parent that's the key element of this right because once you take that step once you can deal with something as big and gigantic and existential as that you can start dealing with some of the smaller things in your life that are happening some of the things that you can have even more of an effect on in your life so very important exercise to do if you are feeling uncertain about the world don't just walk away from it don't just either say hey there's nothing i could do whatever and let that simmer inside of you don't just let it overwhelm you and start to make these really irrational decisions that are not necessarily positive for you. No, take control of it. Take control of it using hope and get some empowering actions in your life today, tomorrow, and in the near future. Um, if you listen to this and you see anything that you like, don't like, um, you feel like I'm missing something, something that I should be doing that I'm not doing, please let me know. If, if you know me, um you'll know that i i love feedback all kinds of feedback positive negative critical doesn't matter it doesn't matter who you are where you come from what education you have i i really would appreciate your thoughts they mean a lot to me and they help me become a better person and they help me help others in a more effective way so thank you so much for listening thank you for being here have a wonderful wonderful day take care Never be the same.